The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Please flicker to get the night started. With the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. The national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome to the Punt Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake From. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at From Jake. Puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Jake, what an episode we have on deck. It's week 10. It's November as Brian Kelly famously said a couple of weeks ago after they beat down, who'd they beat? LSU. I forget. They, he, he said, October is for pretenders. Oh, November it's, it, was, it was Ole Miss. It was Ole Miss. That's right. Ole yeah. Miss. Thank you. October yep. is for pretenders. November is for <laughs> contenders. We're going to find out a lot this weekend. We got some good games on deck. TV timeout says the coach who who just gets exploited in the college football playoff. Okay, yeah. but anyway, please back into the episode. Let's go. Let's get started. Absolutely, man. So glad to have you alongside again. We have a massive, massive episode on deck. Obviously, going to get deep into the Georgia Tennessee game, number one versus number one. We'll get to that, of course. <laughs> uh, Alabama's playing LSU. We'll get to that. The college football playoff rankings are out. We'll get to that. How's everything going up in Washington, man? You're getting ready for the Vikings this weekend. Dude, going great. Uh, getting ready for the Vikings. Play at home, which is uh, it's always nice. Uh, and anyway, just got done with a Wednesday practice. Coach took it easy on us today in hats. And so, man, it's nice. We're chilling, getting ready, and it's going to be the Vikings. Yeah, vibes got to be good. Um, winning football in Dude. the NFL is the best. And you guys are on a three-game win streak. Yeah, I tell you, man. Winning, winning any – Anywhere, period, is tough, especially in this league. Um, and it's just something you'll take for granted. And the vibes in the building are great. And so you just want to keep stacking wins, as Coach is saying, and keep it rolling. No doubt. Speaking of stacking wins, we need to get a win on the board for the hashtag DB's freebie this weekend. And I have we that dialed in in just a little bit. That brings me to our presenting sponsor of this episode of Punt and Pass. Of course, it's Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy game. In the industry, there is absolutely no doubt about it, and they've been awesome partners to the Punt and Pass podcast for years. Download the Prize Picks app 
or go to prizepicks.com. And if you use the promo code PUNT, you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. DB's freebie will be centered in on the Georgia-Tennessee game. I've got it dialed up. We'll get to that later. If you haven't downloaded Prize Picks yet, and if you haven't used the promo code PUNT, what are you waiting on? The time is now. This is sports euphoria. You've got football on for the next 25 straight days. The World Series are currently going on. If you're a soccer fan, Premier League soccer on the weekends, of course, the NBA is going on in NFL. There's there's no place better to get down on the NFL than on prize picks. You can do cross-sport entries. You can win 10 times your money in one day, and payouts are instant again. Sign up for prize picks now if you haven't already. Tell a friend. Use the promo code PUNT. It is simply the best. Check us out on social media. We'll be posting my plays later on in the week at Punt and Pass, at Prize Picks on social media, Twitter, and Instagram. And again, use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. People, that's free money. Prize Picks is the best. Use the promo code PUNT and start playing today. Jake, you were fired up, man. I, I love, first off, I got to give you mad props. You have embraced the podcast life. You're still doing this while you're on an NFL roster. I, for one, appreciate it. I know our listeners appreciate it because they tell me all the time. They're so glad to hear from Jake Fromm. Um, but now you're getting fired up. You're texting me when the college football playoff rankings come out. You're like, dude, I got to get my thoughts in. So first down in our three and out, of course, is our reactions to the college football playoff rankings. Number one, Tennessee, number two, Ohio State, number three, Georgia, Clemson's four, Michigan's five, Alabama is six. Your initial reaction, sir. Dude, uh, yeah, so I'm invested in it, man. It gets me riled up, you know, to see stuff, and I see just this bogus they're putting out right here. Okay, I love it. About Tennessee being the number one team of the country and Ohio State the number two team of the country, and then our great Georgia Bulldogs, the number three team of the country. And that's just, to me – I was thinking about this example as I was getting on the elevator to come up to my hotel room, my luxurious hotel room that I have to stay here in Washington, D.C. Love it. And I was, and I was thinking of this example of Tennessee. They're just that new kid at school and that everybody thinks is the coolest and they can do everything the best. And only time will tell if that's true. Okay. Now, they do have the impressive win over Alabama. Um, and then I have the kind of the, the win side by side here. UJ has the win over Oregon, which looks better and better every week as that goes on. And what was the score of that game again? 49 to three. Okay. Just double they, checking. They ranked Oregon number eight, Alabama number six. Okay. You know, disparity there. And uh, Tennessee beat Bama 52 to 49, obviously in crazy walk-off fashion like they did. And at home, mm-hmm. Georgia beat Oregon 49 to three in a neutral, neutral site. site. You know, it, it was in Atlanta, a little bit more of a home field advantage, but um, wow, I just I thought that was incredible. Now, the only other win, because I think it's all about wins here in this, and the only other win that comes to mind that Tennessee has is the win versus LSU. Yeah. And who the college football playoff put at number 10, which I also think is bogus. I don't I don't think they're really here to stay. They're gonna lose this game. They have to Alabama, then they're gonna be a three-loss team. Okay, and the only yeah. other three-loss team in the top 25 that the college football put out was Texas. Interesting. And so arguably where are they going to end up on this whole grand scheme of things here in the ranking? So it's all bogus. It's early. It's not here to stay. It's in, in the end going to 
settle itself out. Of course. But I just, to, to me, just the the kind of disrespect I felt. Yeah. As a Georgia fan, to say, okay, hey, we're not one. You can put us at number two. Okay. But to lose I, it to I agree. To, yeah, to, but to lose it to Ohio State, who the only win they can boast about is Penn State. And, and Penn State hasn't really beaten anybody. They had that win at Auburn, and then everything else has just been okay. Um, but that's the only team Ohio State beat. And, arguably, yeah. and they were kind of in a dogfight in that game. And then um, speaking of Ohio State, they were in a dogfight week one when Georgia played its best game in week one Correct. to Notre Dame. So I just think it's kind of Bush League. Uh, and then Clemson at number four. I don't really like that one. I don't think Clemson's very good this year. But it will settle all itself out when it comes to the games on Saturday. Man, I love it. Jake Fromm is just just coming out firing, which I, for one, greatly appreciate. Uh, Let me ask you a few questions. Talk to me. Um, I keep hearing the comparisons of this Tennessee team to the 2019 LSU team, a team that you played against. Yeah. So please, as you now sit with the experience that you have, watching this Tennessee team and with the experience that you have having played against Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, (laughs) and that unbelievable LSU team, please tell me the differences because I keep hearing these talking heads in the media make the comparison of which I believe they might not have any idea. You, sir, have the best idea. Any, any, Any meat on that bone? I mean, I think there's a little meat on that bone. But uh, there ain't there ain't that kind of meat on that bone. I mean, those guys, <laughs> LSU, the the swagger and the confidence. Those guys when they walked out onto the field, yeah. I mean, they knew they were the stuff. They knew they were the guys, and nobody could touch their stuff. I mean, one obviously phenomenal players up and down that field, and what kind of their offense was just so insanely good. Uh, obviously had had uh, Joey B and had uh, JJ and Jamar Chase and all those guys. What phenomenal football players. And yeah. it showed in the NFL draft where, sure. the, where those guys went. Jamar Chase took a year off and still was a top five pick. Rookie of the year. <laughs> Rookie of the year. Unbelievable. And well-deserving. Um, but I think their defense get, doesn't get as much love as it should have. Because uh, they did they did have LSU's bad, defense. LSU's defense, yeah. yeah because, I mean, they, they had a couple bad games where they let up a bunch of points. But just – because they could just chill out because they knew the offense had their back and nobody was going to stop it. And the coaching staff too. And I don't know. I, I think there's a, a little bit, you can make the argument there, but I just, I don't, I really, I don't really think that it's, I, I think the 2019 LSU football team is arguably the best college football team that's ever. ever you could easily make that argument. There's no question about it. And I've said it a million times, looking back on George's loss, the team that you were the quarterback for in that SEC championship game, losing 37 to 10, you're like, Hey, that actually wasn't that bad in the grand scheme of things. The perspective that you have after what they did to Oklahoma and the peach bowl, it was like 50 yeah. to nothing at halftime. Oh, and then they run through the national championship game and just tear apart Clemson. That team was for real. Um, yeah. And they were much more, I believe, complete than what Tennessee was. That's not taking anything away from Tennessee. I think yeah, it's an unfair comparison yeah. to the volunteers. Now, I thought Tennessee would be ranked number one. I, I did. You started hearing people talk about it after the game, and they completely dismantled Kentucky. Kentucky was the top 20 team. I thought, hey, you know what? Resumes, if you want to say what the committee says, we don't take into account what happened a year ago into this year's rankings. I was like, yes, I think that's correct. I think Tennessee will be ranked number one, and they were. 
Jake, you have your hand raised. Did you want to add something there? <laughs> okay, everyone wants to, to make a big fuss about this win over Kentucky at home. Okay, I agree. Who beat Kentucky not too long ago? South Carolina did, 24 yes. to 10. And who beat South Carolina on the road, 48 to 7 in dismantling fashion? And it was 48 to nothing. Like, like yeah, was, South yeah, Carolina yeah, yeah. scored very, yeah, it was, very yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a shutout. It was a shutout the whole, the whole way through. So just throwing it out there. I can say with confidence that no fan base loves to be disrespected more than Georgia fans. Um, and that will play a big factor into the atmosphere this weekend heading into the game. Which, which, uh, which I think is, is also kind of, kind of good too, in a, in a sense of way. Like it just gives us something else to be pissed off about going into the game. It gives Kirby something else just to yeah. beat into their heads every day at practice because i i know it ticks him off too now yeah oh, i know it does it, it gets him going i know it's disrespectful thing, yeah i know when it came out one he was like man that, that pisses me off but then also two is like oh this is actually kind of great motivator i can yeah i can just use it in my own psychological motivating fashion and feel the guys anyway as he fit so he will utilize that per your experience to talk to the team and say guys you're the defending national champions you're eight and O you've kicked ass up and down outside of really one game. I mean, Kent state take that for what it's worth. Missouri, everybody's holding that dark cloud over Georgia's head. You do think that Kirby will use that as a motivator leading into this game. Speaking of the dog fight at Missouri. Okay. okay here we go. I love let, it. Man, let's, I love give, this. let's give our dogs some grace here. All right. The number one team in the country also found themselves in a dog fight versus Pitt that they had to go to overtime to win that football game. Correct. So, I, I mean, I, I just – so, anyway. But Kirby now, he may not explicitly say, hey, they don't – but he, he'll he'll beat around the bush at it where uh, you guys aren't as good as you think you are and you have to prove it, yada, yada, and all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Of he, course. Yeah. He, 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 he is fantastic at psychological motivation. There's no doubt about it, and that's been proven. I, I think that both head coaches leading into that show, they probably knew where they'd be, where they would be. I, I doubt Kirby thought they'd be three, but I guarantee you, Hypo, there's a little piece in the back of his brain saying, man, it'd be great if we weren't number one. And I guarantee you, Kirby was saying the same thing. Man, it'd be great if we weren't number one because that bullseye on your back oh, yeah. just grows. It just grows. I tweeted out last week, somebody please sell me on how Ohio State could be ranked ahead of Georgia and Tennessee. And, of course, the college football playoff committee tried to do that. That is a complete joke. I do not think Ohio State should be ranked ahead of Tennessee or Georgia. Why? For the reasons you just said. Ohio State beat Notre Dame in a dogfight in week one. Notre Dame lost to Marshall. If you want to bring the transitive property into this entire thing, which, of course, the college football playoff committee tries to do – we can take you up and down the street and whoop you around with facts that would say you are wrong. Heather Dinich on ESPN, who I have a love-hate relationship with, because I love that she is like the de facto college football playoff expert, and I hate her takes. I think her takes are awful. She's everywhere, so good for her. I'll give her a lot of credit. Respectfully, what she said about Georgia when the rankings were released – could just not be more false. She said, it's clear now, right, after Georgia was three and Tennessee is one, it's clear now that Georgia must 
beat Tennessee like a non-starter. If Georgia loses this weekend, they're out of the college football playoff. And the reason she said that is because Georgia is quote unquote, or actually real quote, air quote, clinging on to their victory against Oregon, clinging on to a 46-point beatdown of a top-10 team that is probably the odds-on favorite to win the Pac-12 at the moment. That right there is crazy because if you're going to tell me that Georgia, it's being held against them that they played Oregon in week one, which was eight weeks ago, and they beat them and scored seven touchdowns on their first seven drives, that that would be held against them in a rankings perspective is crazy. It leads me to say this, ultimately. The college football playoff rankings are an entertainment show. It's getting us talking. It riles up the fan base. It makes for great fodder. There's no doubt about it. I believe the committee is made up of 13 people. If you wanted to look at the resumes of those people when they create these rankings, you'd scratch your head. You'd be like, are you for real? These are the people who are choosing the teams that belong in these top rankings. I go out west to a place called Las Vegas. When you're looking at actual handicappers with data, with analytics, who break down these teams week in and week out. Now, let me just say one thing. Last week, those sharps in Las Vegas, the handicappers, said Georgia was 22 to 22 and a half to 23 points better than Florida. What was the final score? Georgia, 42, Florida, 20, okay? This week, they're saying Georgia is eight to eight and a half to nine points better than Tennessee. That is from data. That is from analytics. So they're telling you Georgia's a better football team. Now, when you play the game, all those things are thrown out. But the fact of the matter is this. The people who actually know what the hell they're talking about from a handicapping perspective have Georgia as more than a touchdown better than Tennessee. Those inside that locked door in Grapevine, Texas, at the College Football Playoff Committee will create the rankings to generate conversation, to get people talking, which is what they have accomplished. The beauty of it all, though, Jake, which you just mentioned, is that it really doesn't matter because these two teams are playing this weekend. Heather Dinish, we might need to get her on the podcast. I would love to have a discussion with her and say, where do you come up with this stuff? What allows you to go on the college football playoff ranking show and say, George is desperate this weekend. They really need to win, okay? They're clinging on to their – give me a break. The Clemson at four ahead of Michigan was a head-scratcher. Michigan's non-conference schedule is the worst in the nation. Bama being at six just kind of feels a little bit dirty. And look, Bama, you want to talk about name recognition, Jake? If you play Bama and beat them, they will put you on a pedestal as they did with Tennessee. Yep. But Bama, scraped by AM, trash. Bama, um, by Texas. Great by Texas. They're a top ranked, what, three loss team? Whew. I don't know, but it, it accomplished their goal. It has yeah. us talking, and it will all be settled on the field. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere this weekend. I, I, I just. I wish I wish we had something to pull from here and just the question of when was the last time a top three matchup, a top two matchup, and one team, the lesser ranked team, was an eight-point favorite over yeah. the number one team in the country. You know, it, it is it is wild. And another thing that jumped out to me, and I think we might have mentioned this on Monday's podcast, the total for this game, the over-under is 66 points. 
I would have to imagine that's the highest total in Kirby Smart's tenure at Georgia through six and a half, almost seven years, right? 66 points is an astronomical total in college football. Kirby's defenses have been really, really good. I would probably look back and see what that number was in the 2019 SEC championship game against LSU. But that just goes to show you that they think Tennessee will score points on Georgia. Yeah. I probably have to look at the team total. I'll go look at that. But if you think 38, 30, so I'll get that in here in just a second. Um, it's really interesting. It's going to be, let me just say this, because we're going to get to the game breakdown here in just a little bit. It will be an awesome game. It will be an awesome game. It will be an unreal atmosphere. And I think any Georgia fan would say, man, I am so happy that this game is at home in Athens. And any Tennessee fans got to be sitting there going, dang, we would be loving if this game was in Neyland. Yeah, I, I mean, just I, I love the culmination of factors coming together here. Uh, we're lower ranked, so we have a little kind of underdog mentality going into it. We have this game at home as well. Um, gosh, and then arguably, I hate to even say this and even throw this out there. But I also think the team that loses this game controls their own destiny as well. And I, they, I would agree with that. If they blow, that. And if they blow everybody out afterwards and after this game, I, it's just going to be a crazy argument to how can you not put them in there at the end. So um, it's gonna, I would it's totally gonna, agree. It's going to put those guys, those 13 guys or whatever, who don't know what they're talking about, uh, in a really tough situation when they leave out uh, 11 and one Tennessee team who beat Alabama and had two top 10 wins uh, against a crappy LSU team. And yeah, I just going to be tough. I could not agree more. It's going to be an awesome, awesome matchup. Um, let's go to second down. First down Talk was a little him. bit long winded, but, but for good reason, two quick ones in second down one, Nolan Smith out for the season, huge That's bummer, fun. a little bit of a gut punch to Georgia earlier in the week, tore his peck. Um, Jake, for guys like you and I, our pecs are not probably big enough to tear. <laughs> no. uh, I would imagine that hurts very bad. He's going to have to have surgery. First things first, you just feel awful for the guy. Yeah, uh, He did not go to the NFL. He came back for his senior year, now dealing with the injury. Hopefully he gets healthy enough for his combine and pre-draft process. But um, the reports that I've heard is he's still very active with the team. He's become even more of a vocal leader. So he will be there to cheer these guys on. But that's your top pass rusher in 2022 so far. Somebody's going to have to step up big time in a spot. For sure. Big opportunity and a big need to step up. Uh, man, I, I really hate it for Nolan. Nolan's a, an awesome guy, awesome dude, and a uh, good teammate. Uh, his presence is just known in the building. Um, you just you hear his voice. Guy loves to talk a lot, loves to talk a lot of smack. Uh, he's great at just egging people on and getting going uh, and really getting the best out of people too. So they're going to miss him a lot. It's going to be a great opportunity for – um, uh, just guys to step up, honestly. Yeah. Uh, in a, in a, in a big time need in a really big time situation. There's no doubt about that. So, you know, who does step up? We'll get to that in third down. Um, we're going to go over our impact players and possibly some X factors, but no one get healthy. Um, I think everybody in dog nation is rooting for him to just stay a part of this team, which of course he will and help those guys elevate their game in his absence. The second part of second down um, any updates from you on the Auburn head coaching search? Dion's getting a lot of love. I thought Lane Kiffin did a great job. He was asked in his SEC weekly teleconference about the Auburn vacancy, and Lane said, look, 
I deal with this stuff every single year. Every coach pretty much does. When an opportunity comes up, you're always going to look around. Lane said, we've got really good things happening at Ole Miss. I've got no intentions to go anywhere. And then he goes on to say, they should hire Deion Sanders. He just said it. He goes, they should hire Deion. Deion would be an unbelievable name. He would bring a lot of juice to the program. They would automatically vault them into that kind of elite recruiting tier I'm hearing Bill O'Brien a little bit. I'm just really interested to see where Auburn goes because clearly the splashy hires, Dion. do you think Auburn would pull an assistant from Alabama to be the head coach on the Plains? Gosh, I don't know. Um, I mean, one, I I think if it wasn't somebody other than Bill O'Brien, I mean, Bill O'Brien has a record other than being an assistant coach at Alabama. I mean, his own resume speaks for himself um, with the Patriots um, at Penn state. And, and he, he's just done, he's just done a lot of football and, and been a little bit everywhere. So um, I, I think you can look past being the uh, assistant uh, at Alabama. And I, I just, I say all that to say that I, I think they could get past it, but I don't know. I, I, I still, I don't know. I hadn't really gotten much feedback from Tyler lately. Um, and so I really don't know what, what direction they go. I, 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 I think it just has to be a big move. And I don't know if the big move is Dion. I don't know yeah. who the, the next tier down big move would be, but I think it has to be big and uh, a full-time commitment from the donors and, and from um, the head folks over there at Auburn. Imagine Dion taking the Auburn head coaching job. Those Aflac commercials with him and Nick Saban would look <laughs> a little bit different. They would. They would. That's that's definitely the, the kind of front runner name in the public eye. We'll see where Auburn steers their coaching search. But Bill O'Brien, of course, like you said, very proven at very each proven. of his stops as a head coach. If he wanted to get back in the mix, Auburn would be a great spot, especially with his knowledge of the Alabama factory that is the Crimson Tide. All right, let's go to third down. This one will be a little bit long-winded as well, but it leads us into really breaking down this gigantic matchup between number one Tennessee and number three Georgia in the college football playoff rankings. Of course, it's number one Georgia and number two Tennessee in the AP poll. But, Jake, I want two impact players, okay, and I want one X factor. Each of us will give two impact players. Each of us will give one X factor. So obviously your X factor is somebody that's off the radar that could come up in a big spot, make a big play, um, do something that could tilt the outcome of the game. And then your impact players, hell, it could be Stetson and Hendon Hooker because odds are those two guys will be who decides who wins this football game. Start with you. You can go one. I'll go one. You go one. I'll go one. And then we'll let our X factors out. All right. Uh, I don't know. We we kind of play a few here. I, I know. Okay, I, yeah. Do your I, thing. I know. I know. Do I your thing. All, all structured. I'm in You're my on head, fire I today. Do your I got, thing. Today. <laughs> I got a lot of things rolling. Uh, I, I think for Georgia too. I think it comes down to set. And I think it comes down to the scheme, uh, and the game plan to get Brock ba- uh, Brock Bowers involved. Um, I just think the offense is at its best when it's flowing through Brock. Um, and then put Stetson in just easy situations, easy completions. Um, don't try to make him think too much. Just let Stetson do. Take the thinking out of it um, because it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a lot of plays. Just just get Stetson, Stetson to do. Um, yeah. I think Stetson needs to have a big football game. Brock needs to come up uh, and, and just give his best stuff. Um, I think kind of the X factor here um, is just the offensive line in general. Uh, I, like I think uh, Amarius Mims, uh, he went down. Who's stepping up for him? Uh, and I think this game's going to come down a lot to the trenches and winning the trenches battle. 
being physical, being tough, uh, and we're going to need to move bodies late in the game when we have a lead and keep that lead and just eat this time off the clock so Tennessee can't have the football. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Ballou here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. You are 100% correct. So let's track that down again. Stetson Bennett. Um, I believe the next one was the offensive line is the X factor. Is that correct? Yeah. Stet needs to have a big game. Brock needs to have a big Brock. game. Those are, those are, those are the impact okay. players. I love it. From my perspective. The five-star game. Yeah, I, I I think so. I mean, obviously, quarterback. I'm gonna have to pick quarterback. It's just the way it yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, and then I I just think the way they scheme it and the way they do it, the offense is best when it's run through Brock. It's the most explosive when it runs through Brock. Um, and the imp and the X factor in this, if the offensive line plays to the level I think they're capable of playing uh, and winning in the trenches. Uh, it's going to be really good news for the Dallas. Okay, so you've been in these situations before. You have prepared yep. for games like this. Going into your meetings throughout the week and, and talking with your offensive coordinator and your head coach and being in practice, what makes the quarterback, put yourself in Stetson's shoes, feel the best heading into Sanford on Saturday afternoon? Uh, a crisp clean game plan uh with with definitive rules decisions there's not uh, uh, take take the gray area out oh if he does this he does that no no no. hey we're starting here eyes go here ball goes here versus this bang 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 uh and then good practice when we have good practice things are great uh for me psychologically it just feels like i'm ahead and on top of my game so um that th those are the things that i needed was just a clear game plan do this or do that based on what I'm seeing. Uh, and then let me just take care of the rest and rip it. Awesome. Love that. And, and there's no doubt that Todd Munkin and, and, and Buster and the entire offensive staff are creating a game plan for this offense to go out there and play fast yeah. uh, and probably play very physical. Cause I think that will be a telling factor of who wins this football game. I'll give you my two impact players. Please do. Number one, Keely Ringo Keely. Yeah. 
this is where you make your money, right? Everybody's been talking about him, highly recruited. He's done a ton of good things at Georgia. That is very clear. He's a legend. Now is when you cement yourself as a first-round draft pick. Now is when you have NFL scouts say, we have to take this guy. I would love to get your thoughts on what you think Kirby and this defensive staff will do with him. With receivers like Jalen Hyatt, who could be in the Heisman conversation, and Cedric Tillman, who's coming back from injury, I would think, just based on my experience in big games, more so at the NFL level, you look at your top-tier DBs and say, you're on this guy, we'll scheme around it, right? Put Keeley on Jalen Hyatt, put him up and press coverage on the line, get this guy off his feet, right? Knock him around, and then go run with them. Do not give him a free go. Uh, I said this to you on Monday night. I would not be shocked if Tennessee scores a touchdown in this game with somebody running wide-ass open down the field. It's what Josh Heupel does. Watch the games. They do it every single game. It will silence the crowd. Georgia will have to bounce back in a big way. Number one impact player, Keely Ringo. Got to have a big game. This is where you make your money and lock down a guy like Jalen Hyatt. Am I wrong there? Yeah, no, I I love that take. I think that's great. Uh, It's a huge challenge to, to Keely. You're like, hey, dude, this is this is Go your money it. game. Yeah. If, if you want the quote unquote bag, this is Absolutely. your bag game. I mean, this this is it. Every every NFL scout, coach, anybody who has anything to do with drafting somebody is going to turn on this game and they're going to watch what Kelly Ringo did versus Tennessee and Hennon Hover. All right. My number two impact player, Jamon Dumas Johnson. Um, He is the leader of this defense. From a communication standpoint, Tennessee is going to throw everything at you. This guy is going to have to be on his P's and Q's. He is going to have to be able to tell that front four where to be, to look back into the back end and say, this is what we have. He has got to have a great game, getting the play calls in, getting everybody situated, pre-snap, reacting to the motions that Tennessee is going to throw at them. I'm going defense because I think that is the key here. Tennessee averages almost 50 points a game. Georgia allows only 10. What gives? I think it's those big plays. I think it's a guy like Jamon who's going to step up there, make sure everybody has their assignments, and then it's time to go execute. And my X factor, are you ready? Talk to me. Chaz Chambliss, okay? I think Chaz Mm, has got to step up. I love Chaz. I love Chaz now. Yeah, he's got to get after Hendon Hooker. Sack fumble, right? Affect him. Big hit. Just be disruptive in the pocket. Hendon Hooker is an absolute stud. 25 total touchdowns, one interception. Think about this. Stetson Bennett is 25 years old. He turned 25 last week. How old are you, Jake? 24. Okay, thank you. I'm 33. Stetson's 25. Hendon Hooker turns 25 in a couple of weeks. These are some old-ass QBs. God bless them. They <laughs> are third, bad. It's my third I, in the league. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, if I could do it over again, you bet your ass I would still be in college oh, at man. the age of 25. So God bless these two guys. Tons of experience. They're going to be even keeled. You have to have somebody who can affect them. So from a Georgia perspective, my two impact players, one, Keely Ringo, two, Jamon Dumas Johnson, three, Chaz Chambliss. Chaz, step up. No one's out. Somebody has got to make a big play on the defense, steal a possession. And then my other X factor, Branson Mm. Robinson, late in the game, start feeding that run game, eat up the clock, play keep away. This is what your typical make their ass quit Georgia type ball game will be if they were to take care of business. Quickly, though, we've got to give Tennessee a little bit of love. I mean, these guys are absolutely on fire. Their X factor is going to be their secondary, shown to be vulnerable in, in yep. the prior games. They've allowed a lot of points in specific um, matchups. So that's going to be big. And look, if you allow Hendon Hooker and these wide receivers to do what they've done. We'll get to this in the breakdown of the game. 
could be a long day for Georgia. Like this game could go either way, Jake. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking about Tennessee's secondary. And you know how I said how I love to have a good week of practice. It, it can't be good for Tennessee's secondary at all during practice. Just constantly just getting just, just torched, torched yeah, in practice yeah. by Tennessee's offense. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe their their self-esteem is a little over there. Um, hopefully on that, uh, the, the, the back half of the defense there. Uh, and Stetson has a really big game. I, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for him to go head-to-head. Um, so I, the points will definitely need to be scored. And I, I think over 30 points uh, is going to be needed in this one for sure. All right, good deal, good deal. Before we get to our prize picks and I give you the DB's freebie, um, we got a couple of questions here from Twitter in our audience. So first question, Jake, is from Jason Simonovich. Shout out Jason, Peachtree Ridge, a former teammate of mine in high school. Great listener, so we appreciate him listening. He says, Georgia is last or near last in the SEC in sacks. Nolan Smith's already out. Can Georgia still generate a pass rush on Hooker? Will it even be a major factor? Your thoughts, Jake? See, everybody always brings that up. And I I think because every team knows it scheme-wise going into the game, how good Georgia's defensive front is, they, they never really have an opportunity to really rush the quarterback. And so I, I don't really get really big and, and carried away with that stat because I don't think those guys get a super great opportunity to rush the passer. Um, and also, too, with the, the the front and the way the defense is and, and the way they scheme it up, it's not really great for those, those pass rushing lanes. So um, I, I don't get really too carried away with that. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think there'll be an opportunity to rush the passer a lot in this game. Um, and we'll see if they can answer the bow. And it starts with the back end. Lock the guys up, have Stetson have to look around, then go get him. It's tough to get a quarterback when there's somebody running wide open and he can get rid of the ball in less than three seconds. It makes me think of the SEC championship game a year ago. Georgia's defense was unbelievable, obviously historically great. They were playing basketball, Alabama was. I mean, Bryce Young was catching it, throwing it immediately. They did not give Georgia's front seven even an opportunity to make an impact in that football game. Next question from Brandon Gallia. Brandon, shout out. Thanks for listening. Which team will have more total yards on offense? Predict both QBs total interceptions. He thinks one each. He thinks hooker early as we take the lead, Georgia. Stet late as Tennessee tries to come back but runs out of time. Brandon, that would be fun. Total offense, Jake, who do you think has more? And then do you think there will be some interceptions in this game? Uh, I mean, I definitely think there'll be a turnover or two. I, I wouldn't be surprised uh with the interceptions there i think hooker throws one i I could totally see that i'm 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 wishful wishful thinking here that stetson learns from this past florida game and doesn't throw uh some interceptions and then he also he also got away with a few there in that florida game as well so uh hopefully he kind of learns from that and i i I wouldn't be surprised if Stetson threw one but i definitely think this game will come down to the turnover uh battle and that turnover margin um and that's going to be in games like this it's going to be huge. it's the deciding factor it's gonna be huge yes yes you can come to punt and pass every single week and i will sit here and tell you turnovers will be the deciding factor and guess yeah. what i guarantee you kirby smart and josh heifel are telling their teams the same exact thing last question we just answered it nick watson shout out nick thanks for listening who's your x factors we just gave them to you the offensive line and then mm-hmm. i think Chaz chambliss or branson robinson so there you go. All right, let's get into the hashtag DBs freebie. It's going to hit this weekend. Such a big game. Um, I will not be there. We'll get into that in just a little bit, but um, it's for the betterment 
of the University of Georgia. I told you. When I don't go to big games. They oftentimes win. But if you haven't downloaded Prize Picks yet, you have to download the app. Download the Prize Picks app. Go to PrizePicks.com if you want to go that route. Use the promo code PUNT. It is $100 match up to your first $100. It's free money. money. You can put in Easy. the hashtag DB's freebie, and you can make this Saturday even sweeter than it's already going to be. Again, promo code PUNT. Jake, Hen and Hooker. Over under 285 and a half passing yards. I'll just say he's going to go over. Uh, that number seems a little bit low. I guarantee you that number is going to go up because everybody's going to think Tennessee's going to score a lot of points. Get in now. 285 and a half passing yards over. Hennon Hooker can toss it around. I think Georgia will limit the run game for Tennessee, force Tennessee to throw, right? And I think just over 60 minutes, Hooker goes over 285 and a half passing yards. Stetson Bennett, rushing yards, 11 and a half. Now, listen, I gave out Stetson over 13 and a half last week for whatever reason. There was a clear, clear game plan to not have Stetson run the football. Run the football. That will change this week. I'm going over so. Stetson, 11 and a half rushing yards. I think things might break down a little bit. He's going to have yeah. to be a little bit more creative in those moments where he has to make a play. He can scamper outside, move the chains. That will be in this game. 21 to nothing early against Florida. I sat there and I go, he ain't running the ball. Running I'm the screwed. Yeah. I tell you, I like that one a lot because I think his instincts are to scramble around and play some high school football on you. So um, I like that one a lot. All right. Brock Bowers, 70 and a half receiving yards. I'm going to go under. I think Tennessee is going to be so Zoom focused on not letting Brock Bowers be effective in this game. Look at what he did against Florida. Now, granted, he was covered up a lot of those times and just made plays. That's how good he is. Stetson cannot force the ball to Brock Bowers because that's when he can get into trouble. I guarantee you Todd Munkin is telling him if Brock ain't open or if he can't make a play, do not throw it into trouble. So I'm going to go under Brock Bowers, 70 and a half receiving yards, and I'm giving you out one more, okay? Mm. This is a four-pick hashtag DB's freebie. Please flex it because three of them guaranteed will hit. We're all going to be winners on Saturday evening. Lad McConkey over 54 and a half receiving yards. Like I just said, Tennessee is going to be Zoom-focused on Brock Bowers. That will open up opportunities for others in the past game. Expect Lad to have a big game. He's elevated his game in the past couple of weeks after somewhat of a slump midseason after those amazing games against South Carolina and Oregon. So there you have it. Hendon Hooker over 285 and a half passing yards. Stetson Bennett over 11 and a half rushing yards. Brock Bowers under 70 and a half receiving yards. Lab McConkey over 54 and a half receiving yards. There you have it. That's the hashtag DB's free week. It's good stuff. Download like the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT, 100% deposit match, up to your first $100. All right, let's break down these games very, very, very quickly. First game, Florida at Texas A&M. Uh, an ugly matchup here. Florida is reeling big time. Texas A&M is a dumpster fire. This game's at noon on ESPN. Who do you think wins, Jake? Uh, I kind of like Texas A&M in this one, honestly. Do you? I do. I think, I think Florida on the road is going to be tough. Obviously, they have some – kind of fuel in the fire. They just got kind of schwacked by the dogs last weekend. Um, so they'll be running the gunning, but I, I think t- t- uh, Texas A&M needs to win this one more. Texas A&M needs to win this one more. I would totally agree with you. Um, the line here is A&M favored by three and a half points. The total is 55 and a half points. Florida needs a big, big win, man. 
I'm going to roll with Florida. I know everybody in Aggie land was excited. I forget the quarterback's name. He's the quarterback of the future. He had a good game a week ago, relatively speaking, but I think Florida's a little bit more hungry. It's an early kick road teams often are a little bit more focused on these early kicks. So I'll ride with Florida. It's an ugly pick. I'll take the three and a half points on it is ugly. the road. Um, number six, Alabama at number 10, LSU. You mentioned this game a little bit earlier. Who's going to win this one? Roll Tide. Yeah. You think big? Yeah. I think they finally say, hey, look, I know we had our missteps early in the season, but we're for real. Don't flex on us. I, I think there's 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 a little bit of, of pissed off in that building, too, that they're ranked okay. number six. I would agree with that. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, they lost to the number one team by three points, 17 penalties, a yeah. lot of turnovers. On the road. I know. So I know. I'm going to take LSU plus the 13 and a half. I think Alabama wins LSU. Their offense has really picked up the pace. Brian Kelly has those guys believing death Valley at night. This atmosphere is going to be live. It's at 7 PM on wow. ESPN. Alabama shown to have trouble with mobile quarterbacks in the past. Jaden Daniels is playing at a very high level right now. And again, Alabama has just been this conundrum of who are they? Like, there's no consistency. Can they find it? Both of these teams are coming off a bye. I think the atmosphere plays a big, big difference here. I think Alabama wins. I'll take the 13 and a half with LSU. Auburn at Mississippi State. 7.30 p.m. ESPN2 in Starkville. Again, two teams. Cadillac Williams is now the interim head coach at Auburn. That's pretty cool. That's Mike cool. Leach needs a win in the biggest way. Uh, you think your brother and the Tigers can go to Starkville and get a win. Man. This is always interesting, though, because those interim coaches, man, it's like, Sometimes are the guys going to step juice. up and play? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes they bring some juice. However, I wish they would, but my gut's telling me Mississippi State's going to win this one at home, so. 730. They need to have a good plan. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just don't know what's going on at Auburn. I don't think they have – Great idea of what they're doing offensively. So I, I don't think they can really score to keep up Mississippi State. Yeah, I think Auburn's biggest problem right now is they lack discipline. And if you lack discipline against a Mike Leach-led offense, that can cause a lot of troubles. Mississippi State's a big 13-point favorite. I'll lay the 13 here at home, Cowbells, big rivalry game. Take yeah. Mississippi State. Number four, Clemson, who you said earlier you're not the biggest fan of, is heading up to South Bend to take on Notre Dame, 7.30 p.m., NBC. What do you think there? Clemson with a lot of quarterback questions. DJU probably going to start. Caleb Clubman coming off the bench and like getting them out of jams. Dabo is showing yeah. not worried to take a QB out and make a change. That's what I mean. How how many times does this this kid have to come off the bench and save the day before he's the starter? I mean, come on, give it to him. Let's go, dude. All right. I'm switching it up. Uh oh, Notre Dame, baby. Really? They show up in a big game. Wow. Nobody's giving them a chance. Wow. They can't right do that. this. They can't do that. Um, and then Clemson has, has shown they're beatable in multiple games this year. Um, and I think they'll have to go to the backup quarterback, but the magic just won't be there. It'll be too big. And he didn't get the reps in practice because they're trying to save DJU and his feelings. Literally it wins. All right. Jake going with the home team, the fight. 
in South Bend. I'm going to lay the three and a half with Clemson. I think Clemson's more familiar in this spot. Obviously, they know now what they need to do to jockey for college football playoff positioning. Big, big game for Notre Dame. Big, big game for Marcus Freeman. I don't think Notre Dame's going to be able to run the ball effectively against that Clemson front. Might be a long night. They have to put the game to Drew Pine's hands. So I will roll with Clemson and lay the three and a half. My boy, right, Drew, that, my boy Drew Pine has a big game, baby. Do you, you know are. Drew Pine or no? Uh, yeah. we, we, I don't, I don't know him personally. My brother threw with him one time. We oh, cool. uh, get get trained by the uh, same QB country oh, guy. So he has a lot of great things to say about Drew. So uh, I hope he has a big game. And right. last thing I'll say about the Alabama LSU game, LSU, when they played Ole Miss, if you watch some of the big plays, schematically, Ole Miss had the plan. Their guys just didn't make the tackle. There was a squeeze on the zone yeah. read. There was a scraping backer for the quarterback. Jaden Daniels just made plays. Just, just made plays. And uh, Alabama has, to me, better uh, linebackers. And so they'll be able to make those plays faster linebackers, a little more savvy. Um, and I don't think he'll be able to do the same thing. So that's why. Just doubling down on my Alabama picks. Love it. Love that. All right, that leads us into the game of the week. We've kept you here long enough. It's time to talk about who is going to win. It's number one, Tennessee, taking on number three, Georgia, between the hedges, SEC on CBS, 3.30 p.m. kick. Jake, break it down for me. And first, I have to mention, Jake Fromm's career record against Tennessee was 3-0. and You outscored the Vols 122 to 26 you and the georgia bulldogs so props to you famously in the locker room after one of those victories you sang rocky (laughs) top after you spoke with the media i have to ask you was that because you think rocky top is a good song please rocky top rocky top is a pretty decent song gets overplayed and so what happened was what happened was uh kirby loves to play the fight song whatever theme song for whatever team we played if we're going on the road um because they played all the time it's loud it's obnoxious and so it's just a way to get crowd noise kind of in for practice yeah Uh, and rocky top played just endlessly on repeat all week long uh if anybody knows me they know when i get a song stuck in my head man i blurt it out i sing it top of my lungs and so I get done with the interview and it just, I, I heard it the whole game that's in my head. And so just sing it. And I think the dogs will be singing good old Rocky top at the end of this one. All right. So, all right. Dogs win. It, it's it's going to be, it ain't like we're going to go score and, prediction. Give me a score prediction. Yeah. It, it ain't like we're going to go take care of business. Yeah. We're, we're going to take care of business. You know, okay. it ain't, it ain't going to be a, a 48 to seven. We're beating South Carolina, but this is, it's going, it's going to be a dog fight. It's going to be four quarters. Um, I think we win by two scores. Wow. Like a, like a, like a, like a I mean, the, the line's eight. So I mean, that's yeah. not a, a super outrageous um, claim there. I think it's by nine, 10 points, somewhere in that range. Um, you know, like a, a 38 to, to 30 to 28, something like that. Um, but it's, it's going to be a dog fight. Got to win the turnover battle and got to win the trenches and eliminate big plays with this offense. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Like, it, it's as simple as it, that. This it, is just, not rocket science, people. Just, I can just promise you that. Yeah, the old Ben don't break defense. Just keep them in front. And sometimes guys and teams like that, they'll get frustrated of just taking the check down. They get frustrated. Oh, I got to hit our big play because that's what we do. We just hit big plays. It's no, just, just, just give them the five, six, eight-yard completion. Just give it to them. Let, let them. let them go 80 yards every single time. Sooner or later, they'll get frustrated. They'll throw an interception. They'll try to force a ball. 
Thank you. I this all night. Go ahead. We we can, and you're 100% right. Like you said it earlier, Tennessee is the shiny new object, and for good reason. They got a flashy offense. They're scoring 50 points a game. Hennon Hooker's leading the Heisman race. Jalen Hyatt's scoring these crazy touchdowns. He had six catches and five touchdowns against Alabama. I'm looking up some tweets right now. One's from Dennis Leviticus. I don't even know who this guy is. I just found this tweet. Tennessee beat four lost Pitt in overtime by seven. Tennessee beat four lost Florida by five points. Yeah, they beat Bama. But Bama's beat two unranked teams by a total of five points. He's asking, how is Tennessee ranked number one? He's a big Ohio State fan. John Tweet Sports, who's a great follow on Twitter, at John Tweet Sports, a Georgia fan. He says, Missouri is 13th in total defense versus FBS teams. Tennessee's defense is ranked 72nd against FBS teams. Tennessee, I believe, is 132 in the nation or 123rd in the nation in penalties. That will be a huge factor with Georgia's home crowd making a big impact in this football game. Keep in mind, people, Georgia's offense is averaging 41.8 points per game. Like, they're not some pedestrian offense, right? They're held to such a high standard. Tennessee's defense has shown to be vulnerable against offenses like that. Alabama scored 49 points against Tennessee with 17 penalties. Do you know how hard that is to do? Like, that is almost impossible to do. Now, granted, Tennessee scored 52 against that defense. I know. I think Georgia's defense is better than Alabama's defense. I'll say this as well. I think the comparisons of this matchup potentially being more like the 2021 SEC championship game in which Georgia got smoked by Alabama are more accurate than what Tennessee and how they can be compared to 2019 LSU. The reason being is this. Tennessee, with their offensive game plan, could easily go in there and say, we're not going to let Georgia's front seven get after us. Dink and dunk. Try to get some guys behind the secondary, make some big chunk plays, and get up to a big lead. I think we could all agree Georgia's offense, granted they are scoring 42 points a game almost, it's probably not built to come back from a 17-point deficit. You, Jake, did that in the Rose Bowl. A lot of things have to happen in the right way. This game will come down to turnovers. This game will come down to penalties. This game will come down to third-down conversions. Like, that's what happens. If you win first and second down against Tennessee, you will be in a much better position to win this game. Everybody and their mother will be on Tennessee plus eight and a half. Everybody. They will be the most public underdog this entire week. The public's going to go, how in the hell is the number one ranked team who's scoring all these points an eight and a half point underdog? That's a gift. That's crazy. Look, I've been doing this long enough to know that when everybody's looking one way, you take the other route. I'm laying the eight and a half with Georgia for no other reason than that. Yes, I do think Georgia wins. I think it'll be a phenomenal game. I think they cover. I really do. How they cover, it don't matter, right? If Hendon Hooker throws a pick or it's a sack fumble late late and Georgia runs it in for a touchdown, the clock's dead, and they win by nine, guess who wins? I do, okay? And you lose (laughs) because you took Tennessee plus eight and a half. That's just what I think is going to happen. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the listener, right? The people who are watching (laughs) us on YouTube right now. You will lose. Don't you you wish that evil upon me, Ricky Bobby? No, I would never. But I think it's going to be an unbelievable game. My score prediction, if the total 66, <laughs> Georgia wins by, let's just call it 10. 37-27. 
I like that. I you know, I know, look, I know that doesn't add up. Yeah. 66. Okay. No, but, but I think that's right. That's about right where it could pass 37, 27, Georgia, a late field goal by pod, right? 34, 27 late, kick a field goal, make a stop. You win by 10. Like that will be what this game ends up being. I don't think either team's going to run away with it. Um, I can't wait to see and hear what the atmosphere is like. I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah. I wish we, I wish we would know. I know. I wish we would know. Um, well, man, I appreciate your breakdown. You you brought the heat today, brother. You're fired up. You're ready to go. You guys are at go. home this weekend, so you'll do your Saturday walkthrough. Um, I believe your wife will be with you. You guys going to go watch will. the game somewhere? What's the plan? Yeah, uh, we'll have to figure it out. May hop at a friend's house and watch the game. Grab a few teammates. Uh, and it'll be fun. Any man. Vols? Any Vols up on the Commanders? Any Tennessee guys? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I have to double check the roster real quick, but nobody's come to me this week wanting, you know, wanting wanting that smoke. So I don't think so. Yeah, they don't want the smoke. They do not want the smoke. We want all the smoke. Follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake PuntandPass.com. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code Punt P U N T Punt. You get a 100% deposit match up to. Your first $100 cross-board entries, you can win 10 extra money. Payouts are instant. It is the best daily fantasy game in the world. If you have downloaded it already, tell a friend. Use the promo code PUNT. Price picks is the best. DB's freebie coming out tomorrow. Get on it immediately. Tweet at us. Let us know what you're doing for the game. We appreciate everybody listening, and we will talk to you on Monday. See ya. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.